everyone. This is Jennifer. And this is Paige. And this is Big Book Energy. So you are listening to our first deep dive episode. These episodes are bonus episodes. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, then you will have access to the full episode uh, through Patreon. And if not, you're going to get about a 15-minute preview of what the entire episode is like. So if you would like the entire interview and our deep dive discussion, uh, head on over to our Patreon and subscribe. Our first deep dive, well, we're both huge Tolkien nerds. Yes. So our idea with these bonus episodes was to take the opportunity to read and follow along one author and give them a closer look than what we normally do in our episodes. So obviously our first choice was going to be Tolkien because we both love Tolkien and we decided to start with The Hobbit for deep dive number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for these episodes, we're going kind of in order of how they were published and not necessarily yes. the timeline within Middle-earth itself. Otherwise, we'd be starting with the Silmarillion. Silmarillion, yes. I think. Um, But I think we're, yeah, we're going in order of publishing, date. So we'll start with The Hobbit. Then our next episode will be the beginning of Lord of the Rings, which is the Fellowship of the Ring. We'll continue um, with several more episodes to finish that. And then we will get to the Silmarillion. And then from there, we're still kind of undecided. Moving on. All right. With that being said, yeah, The Hobbit. Let's let's get into The Hobbit. Um. So for this episode, we're trying to kind of like pick a theme of outside research to kind of work into our reading of each book, and we decided to start off with kind of doing a little bit of research on Tolkien and verse. And by that, I mean poetry mm. um, and bring that into our discussion of The Hobbit. Because it appears quite often, oh usually in the God. form of song. So many songs. So many songs. So many songs. Um, and we both find those songs to be annoying. Extremely, extremely annoying. And I think that's actually a really common reaction to them. Um, definitely in the reading that I did, that was mentioned Again and again. Yeah. That most people reading through The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings skip over the songs. Mm -hmm. But I knew from watching various documentaries on Tolkien that those were actually in many ways the most important parts of his writing and his story. So I wanted to bring in some outside research into our chat today. So... John Ronald Rule Token. <laughs> it's a name. It is a name. I understand why he went by J.R.R. Uh, born January 3rd, 1892 in South Africa. Died September 2nd, 1973 in England. He served as the Rawlinson and Bosworth Professor of Anglo-Saxon and fellow of Pembroke College at Oxford for 20 years. And then after that, um, he became the Merton Professor of English Language and Literature and fellow of Merton College at Oxford for another 15. 
in one of the articles that I read later for research about Tolkien and verse, right. um, found out that in addition to teaching Anglo-Saxon, he also taught Old Norse at Oxford. And then I was like, hey, Paige. Yeah, look at that. Two things that I'm quite interested in. Anglo-Saxon yes. and Old Norse. And also things that you will have to learn. Uh, yes. If you do indeed attend Notre Dame uh, mm-hmm. for medieval studies. For medieval studies. So. Uh, probably any institution. If I don't get into Notre Dame, I'll just apply someplace else. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, probably any of them. Yeah, we'll still study Old Norse and Anglo-Saxon because... I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> and that sounds like a great time to me. That does sound fun to me, too. <laughs> so, Tolkien, a man after my own heart here. Um, so, he had these two different positions at Oxford for a combined, like, 35 years. Uh, he had previously served in World War One, and then moved on to Oxford after the war. Um... I think quite a bit after there was definitely a break after his service as a soldier before he ended up at Oxford. Although Hmm. I'm not entirely sure what those exact dates are. Gotcha. Um, But I'll put those in the show notes. Um, He was a member of the Inklings. I've heard much about the Inklings. I think it was largely in connection with C.S. Lewis. Yes. Uh, And their long running friendship and similarities that come out in a lot of their writings. Mm hmm. Also, I think Tolkien and his influence in bringing uh, more Christian themes out in Lewis as well. Um, I'm pretty sure that Tolkien was the devout Catholic. C.S. Lewis was a devout Protestant denomination. Gotcha. Uh, so I think they probably fed off of each other. I mean, the entire like Chronicles of Narnia is like all about Christianity. Oh, yeah. And then his other writings, like the Screwtape Letters and, and that mm. kind of thing all about christianity Hmm. um they're actually really really fascinating i have like a collect collected works um of c.s lewis and it has screw tape letters um on marriage on divorce um yeah like he he's writing about a lot of these topics but in really interesting way fascinating um but yeah so the inklings was a literary group um so it had Tolkien and Lewis, but then also several other mm-hmm. writers. Um, yeah, I just think those two were the big heavy hitters of the, the group. Yeah, although I don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't, I don't know for sure know either. who exactly was in the group. That's also something that we can look up for the, the show notes. Um, he was appointed, excuse me, he, Tolkien was appointed commander of the Order of the British Empire on March 28th, 1972. The group of work published between Tolkien and his son Christopher are referred to as a legendarium by Tolkien. Badass. Yes, that's a great name. And also kind of hints about his purpose in writing Mm -hmm. all of these works. Um, And he is considered to be a father of modern fantasy, or at the very least, father of the high fantasy subgenre. Which, it, you know, it's hard to find a fantasy novel today that doesn't have some aspect of, of Tolkienism in it. Yeah. yeah. Just, he's a giant. Yeah, he is a giant. I, I will say that, like, I mean, I remember feeling this way when I was reading it when I was younger. But after reading it through, 
a second time, a second time, lol, it's not a second time, <laughs> uh, after reading it through recently, now, okay, uh, I am just further convinced, or of the opinion, that the dwarves are the worst. Yes. Oh my god, I hate them so much. They are the worst. They're the worst. They are these like ungrateful, mm-hmm. spoiled, mm-hmm. entitled, yes, bastards. Exactly. I mean, they are horrible. They're the worst. And it was so weird because I'm going to I'm going to start talking about the movies right now. Like contrasting with this more like Yes, there's humor with the dwarves and how they're portrayed in the movies. Yeah. Um, like that very first song that we come across, which is like the, the cleanup song after dinner. Yeah, right? whenever so they're singing about breaking his dishes. Breaking the dishes, yeah. And Bilbo's like freaking out because he's worried that they're going to break something. Um, and they're like singing a song, laughing about it. Um, so there's humor. But there's also like a very like noble side Yes. Right? Especially in how Thorin is portrayed. Mm-hmm. And even though we do see Peter Jackson's interpretation of dragon sickness with <laughs> Thorin's character in the third movie, which is just like a weird trip that I don't, I didn't understand okay. why it was necessary in Fair the movie. Um, so even though we see that, he's still like portrayed as like a very honorable leader yes you know and like this warrior and that's not how any of them really come across in the books until the very end yes like they and there was one point where let's see if i can find it in my notes um particularly after bilbo rescues them from the spiders in, yeah. in Mirkwood. Yes. All of a sudden it switches to Yeah, okay, so I have one note here. So they're in uh Mirkwood and they're sending Bilbo up the tree to go see if he can Yeah. uh see what's ahead. And I have highlighted, of course, quote, somebody meant Bilbo. They chose <laughs> him because to be of any use the climber must get his head above the topmost leaves. So they're like Okay, we're going to send you up. And then later, um, when they're trying to, like, approach the elf party that they're following yes. through Mirkwood, um, their first choice to, like, shove out into the firelight <laughs> is freaking Bilbo. And I'm like, are none of you brave at all like why does it have to be bilbo they weren't even convinced that he's a burglar so they are like operating under the assumption that this is just like some little hobbit who has no kind of any training and they're just like the very first one to like sacrifice it to the cause that is the tiniest human shield you could have picked douchebags i oh my goodness i just oh yeah (laughs) okay so there's, I have another highlight. Um, this is after, yes, I believe after they he's rescued them from the spiders. From the spiders. Because he's a very competent person. Yeah. Um, from which you can see that they had changed their opinion of Mr. Baggins very much and had begun to have a great respect for him, as Gandalf had said they would. 
Indeed, they really expected him to think of some wonderful plan for helping them. And I'm, my notes are like, Jesus, can they do nothing for themselves? <laughs> well, I think there's some point um, later on in the book, like after, um, I think it's when they're on Raven Hill, after uh, Smog's already been defeated, and they're trying to like go down and see what's going on. Yeah. And they get to that little outcrop. And it's something like Bilbo became the leader was something that yes. they, they said or whatever. And it's like, yeah, Thorin is supposed to be this noble leader figure. And then when we get into the actual meat of the story, when Gandalf disappears, all of a sudden Bilbo is the one in charge. Yes. It's not Thorin. Yeah. It's not the dwarves, even though it is their mission and they brought yeah. a burglar along. Yeah. Their human shield. Uh, and it's, he becomes their decision maker. They can't do shit for themselves. Yes. It's truly astounding. And it's just like another like comical yeah. like aspect to the whole story is that these dwarves are supposed to be very competent and rough and tough and they can fight, which they do, they right? Do. They do. Um, but when it actually comes down to being able to take action, mm-hmm. They are always looking to other people to do that for them. Yes. And it's it's so weird. It's, I, I don't, I like only vaguely remembered that being something that I picked up on um, when I was younger. But it's not something that translates as much into the movies. No, it doesn't. The dwarves are much more likable. Yeah, they're the, way more likable. Especially, it's Keely, right? That is uh, like the youngest. Yeah. Feely and Keely. Feely and Keely, but Keely's the one that gets into that um, love uh, triangle of sorts, which I'm sure you'll expand upon in just a minute. Yeah. But yeah. he's actually got a, a much friendlier personality than even. Is it Biffer that sort of like takes after Balin or ba- Balin? Balin is the the older counselor guy, but there's Buffer I think who like teams up with Bilbo all the time, right? No, Balin does. Is it Balin? Yeah, okay. he's always the one that sticks up for Bilbo, or hmm. like if Bilbo needs someone to go with him, like Balin like Balin volunteers. Goes. Um, yeah, it's none of that comes through really in the book except for whenever he goes down into. Uh, Smog's lair the first time, and I think it is Balin that walks, like, goes with him, walks down a, a little a ways. bit. Yeah, and then Feely and Keely get mentioned as a pair significantly more than the other dwarves. Yeah, and they the, do. They behave a little bit more. They're uh, a little more active. Yeah, they're younger. They're right? younger. That's like their excuse. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if you're young, then you do the right thing. Yeah, I'm like, well, that doesn't track. That's not like, what? no. Um. Yeah, I I forgot. My note is is that I forgot how lame and codependent the dwarves are in, in the book. They it's, suck. They really suck, and it's it is really interesting that that Peter Jackson and I'm gonna say Peter Jackson, but I really mean Peter Jackson and his entire team that yes. worked on adapting yes. these books. Um, how they decided to kind of change that perception. I mean, I, I wonder if... I'm sure that wouldn't have been received very well. No, I wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. Certainly no. not for three films. No. Like, you have to have more than just, like, one character who's, like, getting it done, right. I guess. And now that I think about it, that animated movie, it really did push Bilbo a lot more than it did the dwarves. I don't remember them having as much a personality as they do in the Peter Jackson films. That being mm. said, I should also note, I have not seen that movie in many, many years. Um... 
But I think it, it misses crucial parts out on the book here, because I don't remember the Arkenstone ever being a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Until the, both the book and then, obviously, the, the Peter Jackson movies, because that very much hinges on the entire second half of the plot there. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember that being in the the animated in the movie. Animated Better to go back and watch that. It might be in there, but I don't remember it. If you've watched the animated one recently mm-hmm. and can comment on this, let me know. Please, yeah, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Do you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, check out our website, bigbookenergy.com. Um, if you are ever interested in show notes to any of the episodes, that's where you can find them. But if you pay attention to our Patreon feed, I do also post the links directly to our show notes as well. So that's where you'll find the show notes for this episode, where you can read about even more Tolkien-related things. All right, thanks for listening in. Bye. Bye.